What is up? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, how to bridge the Christian gap 2.0. And that's coming up right now. Right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. Sarah Devine, you're hot on it, girl. You're like, hey, friends, what's up? Hey, we want to welcome everybody to the episode today, season two, episode number 22. I am one of your gracious hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the always gorgeous Miss Christy. Hello. Hello, wife. Hello. Okay, so you're probably wondering, why do they have this link down at the bottom of the screen? Well, we want to let you know that recently we decided to start our own private Facebook group for support of other Christian blended families. So if you know, if you've been watching us for any time, uh, you know that Christy and I are a blended family, right? She has two kids, I have two kids, and we are a blended family. And that can really uh, bring up a lot of different types of struggle, struggles that the, the normal or nuclear family do not struggle with. So it's nice to have a community of friends and others that can support each other, share things that's worked, haven't worked. So we want to let you know that you are welcome. This is a private Facebook group, so you just have to ask to be joined to it because we want to make sure that it's a safe place for people to come and share. Uh, there's a lot of times people are going in these groups, in this group, and they're sharing some personal things. So uh, it is a private group. So you are safe. You are safe in it. So we want to let you know this is what it looks like real quick, just so everybody knows. This is what the banner looks like. So if you're searching around on Facebook, and I'll put a link down in the description, uh, this is what it looks like. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian Blended Family. Okay. So, and I also think it's really important uh, because perception oh, is reality for people. And a lot of times we don't see beyond our own circumstances. And so the reason why we started this group is because um, it's very easy to for others to not be able to even think about what blended families have to deal with when it comes to holidays and birthdays. Speaking of birthdays, today is my youngest son's birthday. And a week from today. And he's 17. No, we're not talking about oh, that. We'll talk about that a week from today. Yeah, so he's 17 today, and he's our youngest out of all four. He's the baby. He's the baby, and <laughs> it's just awesome. But a lot of people don't understand what it, you know, they just like... Oh, you want to go on a cruise? You guys are taking your kids all on a cruise. That is so awesome. Are you guys? Yeah, we have to go to the other parent. We have to get written consent that we can take them out of the country. And we have to, I mean, it's just, there's a bunch of stuff. We want to move to a warmer state. Oh, you can't do that until they're all over the age of 18 because you can't take them away. You know, it's just, there's things that people, other yeah. people that don't have a blended family don't even think to think about because they don't have to deal with it. So yeah. that's why having a community and a, a group that you can just hash things out, talk about things is so important. Yeah. Anyway, Air that's your laundry and stuff. Yeah. So she's right though. And that's the whole reason why we want to do it. We want to make sure that we can, we're able to support each other uh, through this journey of life that we do. And especially in the Christian community, because it's not always easy to find uh, these types of groups that are available. It's not that the church doesn't want to do it. It's just that there just really isn't that much when it comes to resources and community. So we want to help be part of the solution, not be part of the problem. So I want to say real quick, what's up to Tyler? Yes, orange is thy favorite color. Okay, I don't know where that came from or why. Oh, probably because of my watch. I don't know. Maybe the pictures. I don't know. No, and, orange is his favorite And color. And Mark, what's up, Marky Mark? 
mark, marks, 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 remarks. So what's up, people? Okay, so today we're actually talking about something today that we talked about on our very, very first episode here as The Couple on Fire, and that is how to bridge the Christian gap. Do you want to talk a little bit before we jump in? Yeah, so <laughs> it it's so funny because <laughs> I went back, we, we went back a few times and just a couple weeks ago and we're looking at some of our original podcasts <clears throat> that we started out with. And it's so funny because I'm like, oh man, we should have talked about this, this, and this, and we weren't really doing po- points like we are now. Yeah, which which is fine. You have to start somewhere, right? But it's the whole p- purpose of why we wanted to start our podcast is to help the Christian community and people that are don't know God or just newly coming to God how to make help bridge that gap between generational Christians and. Christians that are just now coming to know who Jesus is Mm. and because you feel like you're kind of floating out there and you don't fit anywhere. And it was so funny listening to that podcast today because I'm like, we didn't really talk about any of that. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, we're rough. (laughs) It was the first one. And I, if you guys watch this at all, I, (laughs) and Josh is like, what? Like reel me back in. So that's fun. We had to start somewhere. So, uh, bridging the Christian gap. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And we want to just give you a little preface before we dive into it is Christy kind of, you know, basically said it. It's it's how, because Christy and I, okay, so Christy was churched uh, most of her life, right? And uh, ended up kind of leaving the church world and, and still believing and really truly believing in Christ, but not really living a godly life. And me, I believed in God. I didn't really understand what that really meant until in my 30s, until I really decided to start following Christ. But at that point, then we decided that we were going to basically give all of our lives fully over to Christ and engulf ourselves into the Christian community. And that was a really crazy transition for us because we really came from more of an unchurched world at that point, And we were trying to bridge that gap or, or almost go across the bridge into a whole different community. And that was super scary for us. Super mm, scary. Mm-hmm. Felt lost at a lot of times. And so, and we know a lot of people do that, right? So we even, a lot of people that do grow up in the church like Christy did, they leave the, the, the Christian life for a long time and then come back and it's, it's really hard. So today that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And a lot of, I think it's a missed thing in some churches, not all, you know, uh, mm. that a lot of the staff mm. that work at churches and things, uh, don't, haven't been a newcomer, um, ever, you know, they've yeah. been coming to church since they were a, a baby, an infant. So when you're new, it's good to, as an adult to help bridge that gap for your church too and say, Hey, if, if that is an area that is being missed and that's okay. If it is, like I said earlier about blended families, perceptions, reality. And if everyone that is part of who's making the decisions about how to welcome guests, how to outreach, how to get newcomers to come in, none of them have ever been a newcomer. None of them have ever had needed outreach. They're only going to know what they know. And that's why it's so important to uh, help in this area, especially if you are the newcomer going into to know kind of what to expect and the devil's going to want you to leave. So you have to go remember why you're there. Yeah. So, so well said. Okay. So the very first thing, yes, even Sarah goes, it was scary. It is scary. Yeah. It's a very scary thing, you know, instantly in which we'll get into, you know, it's, 
we go to walk up to the church door and we all, we have our own thoughts and stuff that we carry. So it is a scary yeah. thing. So today yeah. we want to talk a little bit about how can we bridge that gap. And our first point that we want to make today is it's gonna be hard. Yes. It's going to be hard. Changing your lifestyle is hard. You know, um, couple on fire, uh, our couple on fire page, Facebook page, uh, posted a picture. I think it was yesterday that I posted it and I shared it because I love it. And it says, you know, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. Eating right is hard. Um, not eating right is hard. You know, being out of shape is hard. Choose your heart. And it goes through all, you know, all of those things. Having good character is hard. You know, having to keep up with all your lies is hard. Choose your heart. And you have to choose your heart yep. and it's going to be hard, especially once you're living a certain lifestyle, you're comfortable in the certain lifestyle. You have a life built up in that certain lifestyle. And Josh and I have talked about it on other part podcasts. It a lot of times when you're talking about changing, we're talking about like leaving behind people, which is hard to do because you have to leave them behind, not because they're bad people. And that's, what's really hard because then our guilt gets us, you know, you're, we feel like we're being disloyal or we're just dumping people, but you changing and you having personal growth, especially for God is the most important thing. God wants to use you. And I've, I've talked about it with a lot of the girls in Celebrate Recovery and a lot of them have experienced it themselves now. And it's amazing. At first, some of those people get mad at you and you go on and then you just allow God to use you and your whole Facebook story changes, right? Like yeah. you're, you're going from bars and clubbing and parties and all these fun things to now you're serving or you're out like giving back to the community and you're, or you're talking about how God has changed your life and you're posting about it uh, over time. All of a sudden, some of those people will reach out to you. Hey, I'm really struggling. Can you, you know, will you meet me? Can I meet you at your church? So those people are still watching. So the anger at first is um, a little thing, but people want to be better. They want to. It's just hard. So when you first are going back to church or realizing who God is, it's going to be very hard and your life's going to get harder before it gets easier because first off, Satan doesn't want you to be a Christ follower. He just doesn't. That's the plain, simple truth. Yeah, it is. And it a lot of times what we think is when we change our lives for the better, we feel like it should get easier and it yeah. never does in the beginning. I can promise you that. No. Uh, what it does do, it gives, it gives us a whole new community of people that, that honestly do want to support each other. And that's something that, you know, and I know a lot of people that are on today have, are, are even part of our, our circle of influence, you know, that, uh, we influence and that you influence us, you know, and we, we support each other. And that's something that comes from a real true Christian community is you learn that everybody has the same goal. And that really is to honor and glorify God. And we do that with our lives. And, and then, but in the beginning, like she said, you know, we're leaving pa a past of something that really honestly we are comfortable in, you know, even in, even in the brokenness of it, we're comfortable in that brokenness and we're afraid to leave it because it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard, but choose your heart. You know, we have to choose like which, which part of our lives do we want to be difficult? Do we want to have fruit out of the difficulty or do we want to keep having more pain out of the difficulty? So we say it at Celebrate Recovery all the time, embrace the suck. Like the bridge is a sucky part. It's a sucky thing to, to go across the bridge. But understand if you embrace that, you know, that hardness that comes along with it, that there is an amazing community and a lot of fruit that comes from crossing that bridge. Yes. So what I would say for bridging the gap though, when it comes to that 
for on the Christian community side, the church side, when people are coming in there, your first thought when we're in the church building, we're coming in there all to worship God together and to be able to get our tank refilled, hear God's word and have community together to go back out into the world. What we need to remember as you know, while we're in the church building is that when we see newcomers, when we see people coming through the door, that is a very hard thing for people to do. It's very hard and we need to be loving. We need to be smiling and we need to remember why we're there. Like we're there to get more of God. And this person is actually when you're new to a church and you're walking in for the first time or the first time in a long, long time, people are looking at us to see God. So it's going to take them coming back a little while till they understand that God is the reason why we're coming to the building. And then the other side of that is if you are the newcomer or you are the new believer going to the church for the first time, you really need to remember that the church is full of people, people that are in their own struggles, their own things. And just because they're in the building doesn't mean they're not new, that they're not a new believer or that they, they may be in their own thought process and, and if they're not smiling at you or doing that. So both sides, that's how we're going to bridge the gap is when we start having better understanding of both sides yeah. and all of us become more self-aware, especially when, you know, in that building, because that building is supposed to be where we're all coming to worship God. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So the second thing we want to talk about is a big thing and it mm-hmm. is judgment. Yes. Judgment. Uh, It's so funny because he put judgment may come, but many times it's how we feel, not how others are judging us. And it's so true because a lot like him and I both can probably attest when you're first going into a church for the first time, it's you're looking for people to judge you. You know, you're looking out like, yeah, like you're waiting and it's really any excuse to be able to leave, you know, to the situation. But if we're all being really honest, we all judge people without even thinking. It's our sinful nature. So we'll, throughout the day, if you really start paying attention and really start asking the Holy Spirit for conviction, you'll be judging something and then later on get convicted about it and realize that you really need to work on being judged, you know, yourself by God, like how God is judging you. So if you're being new going into the church, just realize that. A lot of times it's the thought bubbles over our heads. We think like, oh my gosh, that person looked at me and then looked away really quick. Like they don't like me or they can tell. And a lot of it is our own shame and guilt when we're going in there about, is God really going to accept me? Is God really going to like me? And like I said earlier, when a new person's coming into the church, they're looking at us to see God. So then when they don't feel that, loving and that liking, that's like God is rejecting them. And that's a serious responsibility as Christians, even though that we're in there and we may have our own things going on, we'll really, really see new people coming through the door. We really need them to understand we're not God. God loves you. And wherever you need to go, wherever you, whatever you need to know, we can help you get a closer relationship with him. Yeah, I think the word judgment gets really misplaced in the Christian community. You know, I think, uh, you know, in the beginning, judgment is, I don't want people to judge me for the things that I've done, right? So we're always worried about our past, especially when we're trying to bridge the gap, right? Or what I'm wearing. 
but we're really afraid people are going to judge us for the way that we've been, right? Or they're going to know, they're going to just know, and they're not going to accept me. And I think that's an internal type of thing that we have this fear that people are not going to accept us, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a social issue that we have with ourselves because we live our whole lives and we just want to be accepted. I mean, that's what we always want to do, right? From, from babies. We want, grow up, we want friends, right? I know Christy's oldest boy, you know, he was always the kid that was, well, just wanted everybody to be his friend. Garrett just wanted everybody to be his friend. He'd run around, run around. And I remember when her and I first got together and stuff, it's like, it didn't matter who we were around. Garrett's like, I want to go home with him tonight. I want to go stay at their house. I'm like, you don't even know these people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but you just, you want everybody to love you and Such everybody to accept you. And then when we live a really hard life and we do a lot of things that we're not proud of, and then now we try to step into the Christian community. And from the outside in, we look at that as perfection. Like Christy said, we look at the people inside the church as God, right? Like these are the people, like I need these people to accept me. And if they accept me and love me, then I'm going to be okay. And I think it's really important that we let people know, like, like she said, it's, that's not the type of judgment that needs to be had. And that's not what's going on, but it's important that we embrace that. We're not trying to get something from these people. They're just broken people too. You know, they're, they're not any better than what we are right? They're just as broken. Uh, they just have a better understanding of what Christ is. And not always is even that true, but in most cases, you know, so when we talk about judgment, uh, that's what we're talking about. Judgment. When we talk about bridging the gap is mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we understand that the judgment is almost always the way that we feel yeah. about the way the person thinks about us or feels about us. And that, uh, is tough in the beginning. That is hard. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's very, very true. It's, our own thought bubbles that we're putting over people's heads yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. So number three, number three, and this is a huge thing, right? Community is key. And I talked a little bit about that earlier, but community is key. Yeah. So I liked on our first, our very first podcast that we were talking about this because we started talking about how, um, we were trying to get involved and we went into different, you know, we tried out different life groups and things like that. And why community is so key is because why do you think leaving your old lifestyle behind is so hard? A lot of the times it's because of the community. Yeah. And so when you're coming in and trying to change your life for the better, it's you are the average of the five people that you hang around, the closest five people that you hang around. It's very, very important to get a community of people that are going to challenge you to be better, but also if you start slipping, they're going to call you out on it in a loving way and say, you know, you're better than that. You're, you don't need to be acting that way. And that's probably what would keep most people on the straight and narrow more as possible is having a strong community around them. Like if we just continue to this day to go to the church like we used to and then leave as soon as it was done, if we just decided now that we wanted to quit going, we could just quit going. And it's not as easy once you get into community. You're held more accountable. And if we just stopped going now to our church, we'd have people driving over to our house. We'd have people calling us. We'd have... We'd have people reaching out to us, you know, and it's holding us accountable. And we really don't like to be held accountable. We really don't. And we have to be willing to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to be vulnerable once we decide that we want to change our life and we want to start going to church and getting around more people and really building a relationship with God. We have to be willing to say, like, I need to improve and these are the areas I need to improve. But once also on the other side of that, as Christians, we have to be willing to be vulnerable if we're, you know, regular church goers and we've been going to church for years and years and years, we have to be willing to be vulnerable. You know, one of my biggest fears is 
becoming stagnant or a lukewarm Christian for God. You know, when I first, Josh and I first decided to become Christ followers and really, um, give our lives over to God, it's like, okay, I quit drinking and we, uh, are not going to get, we've already been divorced. We're staying together. We're going to do everything I can, we can to make our marriage as strong as possible and keep our eyes pure and our ears pure. And, um, we're going to start serving, you, you know, you get these big boulders out of the way mm. and then it's easy to, once you're going to church and stuff to really not work as hard, like as hard as we worked on staying sober and quitting drinking and making the commitment to submit our lives to God as not gossiping, not thinking judgmental thoughts about people, always thinking about the best in people, not being late at work, you know, making sure that we're devoting a hundred percent of our time to work and not slacking off or cutting corners. Like those are little things that are is easy to overlook, but those are the little things that'll make us become stagnant with God or he won't allow us to be used as well as he wants to use us because we still have work to do inside of ourselves in certain areas. So that's one of my biggest fears is that, and community helps bring that out and you need a diverse community. So that's what I want to touch on because Mark mentioned something about that. And we talked about that really in our very first podcast. So we talked about clicks within the church. And I think it's really, really, really important that we understand that a church, especially a larger church like our church, uh, you're going to have social clicks. It's normal. We don't, we can't think that just because we go into a church now, everybody's the same and everybody feels the same, thinks the same, everybody socializes the same. We're all holding hands and skipping. Right. It, it is a wonderful thought process. It's just not the case. And just like Mark said, you know, sometimes, you know, we go in there and we don't feel comfortable with that. And I don't like that. Why is nobody coming and talking to me? Why are these things not happening? And then you decide, you know what? No, I'm going to be the person that goes and does that, which is bold, right? Which is maybe 5% of the people will do that because Mark, you did that. We did that, right? Not everybody can do that though. You know, so we have to remind ourselves when we are bridging this gap that church people, just like Christy said, are just people. It's, it's just people. And they've been probably with each other for a hundred years, you know, and they've gotten comfortable in their social circles and stuff. And we have to understand like we're entering a whole new um, town or tribe of people when we enter a church, right? And so getting adapted into that takes time. And that's where inputting ourselves into the community makes such a key difference, right? Start somewhere. I know Christy and I, when we first came to this, uh, to Emmanuel where we're at now, I, you know, she was like, you know, we really need to get involved. We need to get involved. And I'm like, no, we don't, no, we don't. And she's like, we do. So I'm like, okay, well, the only thing I can think of, let's help with the kids. And they had an outreach program. So we began doing that. And it lasted maybe like three weeks. And we were like, okay, this is not for us. Like, But we tried. Mm -hmm. We put ourselves into it. We weren't tight with anybody yet, but we put ourselves into it and we tried. And, and a lot of times when we're trying to bridge this gap, we have to put ourselves out there. We have to be um, vulnerable in the way that we attach ourselves to the church community. The church does never want to shun anybody away. And all honestly, I've never had that experience. I'm sure there's bad churches out there, but I've never experienced that. A lot of times what it is, is you just get missed because people are people and people are busy. So inputting ourselves into a community of people inside of a church as soon as possible is really a, a key thing. And we do that through life groups is our church. Yeah. Life groups, life groups are huge because life groups hold each other. Our life group is so diverse. It's, it's insane. Like you're, 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 our life groups in our church are supposed to be people of 
you know, within the same walk of life. And our life group really isn't. But what is amazing about our life group, and this is what is the common same walk of life, is we all want to be huge vessels for God. Mm. And the com- commonality that we have is we none of us have smaller children, so we do have that commonality. But we range from 30 years old to 55 years old. And that one's not me. I'm not the 55 year old. So. And some of us are couples, some of us are singles, and we want to go back out and serve into the community. We want to go out and do fun things together. We want to do things uh, with other life groups. We want to do things for the church. I mean, there it's yep. just, but we can, because we're so diverse though, when we get together, we can have really good discussions that challenge all of us to become better. So sometimes one person will bring up something and we have something challenging that they're challenging everybody else on. And then some people may agree or disagree, but then all I think I feel because of how loving and awesome our life group is, I think the Holy spirit begins to open all of our hearts and minds to the idea that we have blinders on in some aspects And it varies who has the blinder on in the instance. And we all can sit and talk about things and have such great discussions. And it makes me better as a person. Every Every time we get done with life group, every single time, I am like, like when we leave Celebrate Recovery, literally, like I- Which is another community. Yeah. I like tell them like, I am so, I love, I'm in love with our life group. It's so good for us. It's so fulling. We talk about God's word. We talk about life and our, my heart is just so full when we leave. And I'm also excited and ready, you know, cause we're talking about our next serving opportunity or the next thing that we're going to do together. It's just, it's amazing. And celebrate recovery is the same way. It is, you know, and the thing is, it's awesome about our life group. And I, that's, I mean, that's why we're talking about life group right now is because of community. But if you're new to a church, you need to you seek need out to, life. Group. You need to connect to life group. I guarantee you there is life groups. And um, Stacy's like late to the party. We're talking about our life group, Stacy. So you'll appreciate that. Stacy's part of our life group. So yeah, but the point is with our life group, it's even more diverse other than the age is we have people that are still, that are newly saved. And we have people that have been Christians their whole lives. That's yeah. been generationally Christian. Generational Christians, brand new. So when you think of bridging the gap, you would never it's, think, you would never think of that. And it's just not true. A lot of times the stigma that's put on this is put on in the wrong way. It really honestly is that in all reality, it's just people connecting with people. That's really all it is. And we're trying to live our lives in a way that is more Christ-like. And we can all agree with that. I guarantee if I walked into the church tomorrow and I asked everybody if they agree with that statement, they would agree. Now, we're all working hard at it and we're failing at it as, as just as much as we work hard at it. But ultimately, we all have that, that same thing in mind. And that's what's different. That's what's majorly different about living outside of the Christian community and inside the Christian community. We know that we all want to live our lives for Christ. We know that. Yeah. And everybody, it's so awesome because everybody that comes to God is so different. He made us all so unique. You know, there was another thing, a picture that was shared from our couple on fire uh, page the other day that said, God gave you a fingerprint that's so unique, like no other. So you can leave an imprint like no other, something along those lines. That was basically it. It's not perfect, but 
that is the way that it is too. And that's what we have to remember. One, I remember, uh, and it still happens to me sometimes, how the Holy Spirit will put on my brain a lot, especially when I feel like I'm out somewhere and I'll just be looking at people. And sometimes, you know, you're just like, okay, let's be honest. Sometimes you're just like, like, what is that person wearing? Or look at that hair. And then all of a sudden, and I'm not, and I'm so grateful for this. I will seriously hear like the Holy Spirit be like, God loves that person. God made that person. And I wonder, then I start thinking like, I wonder if that person knows God. I wonder if that person's saved. And that's the way that we should be thinking uh, about other people. And especially in the church, when people are having the courage enough to come to church, you know, I had the Holy Spirit convict me this week about, I need to stop inviting people to church and start inviting people to Jesus. And that has been something I think I've been kind of hiding behind. Like inviting people to church for me is easy. I can invite people to come to my church because my church is amazing. It's full of amazing people. My life group's amazing. All of those things. That's easy for me. I need to start inviting people to Jesus. Like, do you know who Jesus is? Are you saved? Because if they died the next day, if they didn't come to my church, if they came to my church, that's not going to save them. If they believed in God, that's what's going to save them. And I really have the Holy Spirit convicting me of that so much because church isn't actually what is important. God is important. And that's where we want to bridge the kitchen, the Christian gap that we talk about because I think the church as a whole, the community, loses sight of that. The church is not important. People are important. Yeah, and I think a big misconception, I think this is a good way to wrap it up, is that a lot of times we think we're supposed to go on the other side of the bridge, right? So we start on one side and we end up on the other side. And let's just be real. We're all living on the bridge, right? We live in a life that we have to go to a secular job and we deal with secular people, you know, non-believers. And our pastor actually preached about that this this last weekend about, you know, the unsaved act like the unsaved and we should not be surprised of that. but. Yeah. But let's be real. Christy's saying, you know, let's invite people to know who Jesus is. Let's let's understand the way that bridging the gap really works. Our goal should never be to get on the other side of the bridge. It should not be. Our goal is being on the bridge and understanding that um, we need to share ourselves and how Christ is working our lives to help bring more people across the bridge, onto mm. the bridge, right? Mm. Away from the other side. And, you know, so our place, you know, Chris and I talk about, you know, we understand our place. We know where we belong. You know, we're, we, we lived a specific lifestyle and we're transparent about it. Why? Cause so we can share and show people how God can really work in your life. And, you know, we, we pitch a tent and, and we live on the bridge and we do it proudly because, uh, that's where people need to know that it's safe to come to and invite them into a real conversation about who Jesus Christ really is and honestly who he is. Because Christ is not the church. He's not. Christ is is a real, living, breathing being that offers us salvation and freedom from our sins and can truly save our souls. And that's all based around a conversation through community, through um, lack of judgment and healthy conversations, you know. And so when we talk about bridging the gap, we really honestly talk about living on the bridge with an understanding that mm-hmm. um, we honestly, our conversations are really what bridges the gap between non-Christian and Christian world. Yeah. And that's why that the community is so important. I'm glad that, that he put that as number three, because that should be the purpose of the building. When people are looking for God, they don't know where else to go. 
I mean, the movies even puts that in there. Yeah. You know, when people are looking to change their life or they're struggling or they think, oh, you know, the ex-murderer is ch chasing them, so they're going to run inside the church. That no one else knows where to go to find God. And they don't realize that God is right there. They just have to turn around and talk to him. Mm. And so they're running to this building. And a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this too. I start getting so frustrated because I'll sit back and I get frustrated with myself. I'll sit back and look and all of us are doing our little dance through the building that we normally do. We're talking to the people that we normally talk about and all in we're, you know, going through like, okay, I'm here. I got to do worship band today. I got to make sure I'm practicing. I got to go drop my kids off to the nursery. And we're all just like this. You know, once we're in there for so long and we're missing the whole purpose of why we're in that building is to worship God, but to also there's people there that are hurting. Mm. There are people there that, that are in the building that still don't know him. They still don't know that he loves them. And we can't lose sight of that. We can't. The church building is not important as far as it doesn't save anybody. But once someone gets saved, that's what will hold people together when they're falling apart. That's where the people go when they don't have anywhere else to go. Mm. And that's why it's so important. And we need to make sure we're taking that seriously on Sundays when we're there. Yeah. We need to take that very seriously and not just be focused on our own friends or cliques, you know, yeah, be the bridge. Yes. Be the bridge, be the reason why somebody wants to come back and be part. You know, we took on uh, to be life group leaders a few years back and we take that very serious. You know, we want to have a strong community of people because we yearn for that. Like Christy and I are social creatures, right? We love that portion I'm of it. Social. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you know, the whole point is, is that, you know, we want to make sure that we are part of bridging that, you know, and mm -hmm. being part of that community and however that looks, but it's, all people are God's people, you know, and we want to make sure that we show them the hope and the love and that they know that it's a safe place to be. So we talk about how to bridge the Christian gap, be the bridge, be the bridge to, yeah. to bridge that, you know? And if you right now are, are finding yourself a struggling of going back to church or being part of a church, be bold, step up, understand that you just got to step into it and look for reasons to go. Don't look for reasons not to go and be part of that community. Mm. Dive yourself in, you know, you may, you may get into a life group and it's not right for you. We've done that. We started that way in our church. I got into a life group and I'm like, this is not for me. And, but we didn't quit. We went mm. to another one and, you know, and it worked out really awesome. Mm. We found a strong community of people, you know, so be the bridge, be the connection that maybe somebody else needs to be. And if you just start, God will guide your path. And the Bible actually says that. So like we started out just wanting to get involved. We um, started out doing a children's ministry. We started out, you know, getting involved in this. We started getting involved in that, started getting, he was in a play, you know, things like that. And we're just doing things. Okay. This isn't working or this isn't working, but we're doing it. And as things go on, more and more things open up and things become clearer to us about, okay, this is where God wants us to go. And it's not that what we were doing before was wrong. It's the fact that, okay, this, this wasn't a perfect fit for us. And now God has guided us over to here. Yes. And that's what he'll do for us. And that's what he'll do for the new believer that's coming in the church. And that's what we should be praying for always is for God to continue binging us like, nope, 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 nope. Like until we get to heaven. Bowling. Yep. Until we get to heaven, yep. you know? So it's, it's bridging the gap. It is bridging the gap. We need to remember 
why we're all here. And those of us that are Christ followers need to remember what our purpose is. And those of you out there that don't know who God is yet, God made you. He loves you and he put you on this earth for a purpose. And the only way that you're going to figure out what that is, is to get to know him. On a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. All right, people, we are so glad. This was fun. This was like a little retro, but I feel like... Go back and watch the first one. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. No. It was not that bad. <laughs> okay. So we want to thank everybody for being here. Hey, don't forget that we do have this group that we started. If you guys are interested in being part of it, hey, this is part of a Christian community. You're welcome to join us in that group. So uh, next week, we'll get to talk about somebody else's birthday, and that will, will be that next week, so... And today was Graydon's birthday. Yeah. And today was the baby of our house's birthday. So everybody have a great night and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.